when you see that glow, it's usually a combination of people who have had a really great balance of exfoliating their skin, using maybe a vitamin A product, protecting it with SPF, replenishing it with ceramides and fatty acids and cholesterol and other peptides and other great humectants and emollients and occlusives. And it's sort of that perfect balance of these really tight, compact top cells on the skin and then just keeping it nice and smooth and beautiful. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to Los Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. That's cute. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. How's your uh, skin barrier these days, Kirby? You know what? My skin barrier is effing fantastic. It looks great. It really does. So does yours. Your skin barrier looks amazing. When we were in Sedona... It was not happy with the dryness and then the airplane, but yeah, it's getting back there. So thank you. I appreciate it. My skin barrier was actually kind of whack for a minute. I was getting weird breakouts. Actually, I have this pimple that will not go away on the top of my cheek. And I think it's Amelia, Mm. which of course I'm not trying to like get into that business. So when I go see Dr. Sam in a few weeks, I'm going to have her pluck that baby right out. But I haven't been traveling as much. So the fact that I am traveling a lot now My skin was like, what are you doing? And it's finally getting back into a good spot, I think. I'm still wearing my mask, you know, when I'm in the grocery store and stuff. But like, thank God we don't have to wear it all the time anymore because my skin is relieved. I honestly hate the mask. I know. But the mask sucks. I freaking hate it. All I can think about is just like everything trapped in there. Yes. And the rubbing. And, you know, you can try your best to help with maskne, but like... Masni is going to persevere no matter what. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you freaking do. She's like, resilient. I mean, yeah, Masni is resilient. That's for damn sure. We're talking about our skin barrier, though, because we have Jordan Samuel on the pod, who he is an esthetician. He has his own brand, Jordan Samuel Skin. And his whole brand and skincare ethos has always been protect, preserve, and love your skin barrier. Nothing too aggressive, nothing too crazy. Like let's get you on a core regimen that's going to make your skin barrier happy and harmonious. So Jordan Samuel Pachiti, that's the Italian way to say it. Pachiti (laughs) is a former professional dancer and leading skin therapist. He trained at the prestigious School of American Ballet in New York City before dancing professionally for 11 years with Pacific Northwest Ballet in Seattle, Washington. I highly recommend you go to his website. He has photos of his dancing. Chef's kiss. They're so good. I mean, he has to be good to have all that experience. Yeah. 100%. So we need to post these photos on Instagram for this episode. But his passion for the inherent beauty and pure aesthetic of classical ballet was the catalyst for launching Jordan Samuel Skin. Upon the completion of his professional dance career, 
Pachidi graduated from the top of his class from the Gary Manuel Aveda Institute. And he went on to become a leading esthetician at a variety of different day spas. He did product education for Kate Somerville for a while. And then in 2012, he opened his own skin clinic and then he developed his signature facial as well as his multifunctional effective skincare line. Everybody I know who is legit a leader in skincare is obsessed with Jordan Samuel skincare. Yeah. Caroline Hirons, Charlotte Palermino, Ranella Hirsch. Everybody loves his skincare products. It's like a, if you know, you know. Yes. And I feel like Jordan is really getting his time in the sun because all of these new product launches that are coming out this year, like after we've destroyed your skincare barrier for the past decade, let's like try to fix it. And his whole thing is like, no, I've been like trying to to do this the entirety of my, my brand's life. So one thing that we love about Jordan is that he encourages his clients and his customers to be mindful of their skin and choreograph their own skincare routines. So focusing on a less but better approach and keeping things simple, straightforward, and effective. That is why we felt he was the best person to come on and talk about the moisture barrier, not only what is causing your broken barrier and what that looks like and presents itself on the skin, but then how to actually approach it in a way that fixes it, how long you should be trying to fix it, how you know it's fixed, all of the things. So keep listening to the episode because we have two amazing giveaways that we're offering. One is a giveaway that you'll find on our Instagram. The other is going to be a code. So you can get a discount should you want to dabble if you're in the need for a new cleanser and want to dabble in some Jordan Samuel. We have... Jordan Samuel here. Jordan, you know what? I feel like so many people in the industry have been talking about you. Do you feel like people are talking about you a lot this year? I feel like your ears must be buzzing. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm honored, but with the trend of the year, yes, I hope so. Yes. Okay. So if you have seen the title of this episode, surely you have if you're listening. It's all about the skin barrier. And the thing about Jordan's brand and basically your skin focus in general has always been keeping a very nice, happy skin barrier. It's never been about too much aggression, too many actives, things like that. And we're going to get all into that, obviously. But before we do, let's talk about what's on your face or your head or your body. What are you loving right now? Absolutely. So of course, a mix of my own products and then other goodies. This morning cleansed with my matinee cream cleanser. We've now been in New York city almost two years and the water really is so much different than it was in seattle and i've always loved event thermal water but that has been a savior i sort of used it as a nice product back in the day in new york i actually see the benefits Uh especially for me leaning more sensitive and so it's just something i spray on i'll tissue off but that's been like a go-to then my moisture recovery cream our newest launch which of course i love and then i'm addicted to charlotte palermino and i have the same obsession with EU, Australian, Asian sunscreens. So this is the La Roche-Posay, Amphelios, Invisible Fluid, the SPF 50, fragrance-free EU version, because there's, I think, a US version with the same name, and it's confusing, but it's the EU one. It works for me. Things I do, like Joanna Vargas's exfoliating mask is my go-to exfoliant. Again, I'm sensitive, so I can't 
really use a lot of leave-on exfoliants. So I need something that I can keep on 10, 15 minutes and rinse off. So that, and then this pimple on my head came out of nowhere. And for some reason for me, I am a benzoyl peroxide person. Salicylic does okay for me, but like benzoyl peroxide gets the job done for breakouts. And I just use it as a spot treatment, obviously. But Kate Somerville's anti-back lotion is mm. just one that has always worked for me. So love that. And then on my lips, I either have Summer Friday's lip butter or Sarah Hap lip slip. Also love that. Yes. And then fragrance is Joe Loves. So Joe Malone's new brand, Joe Malone, the person's new brand, Joe Loves, green, orange, and coriander, addicted, obsessed. I love that you're sharing your fragrance because I feel like that is something that people don't often share in their what's on your face. I know it's what's on your face, but it's truly like a beauty uniform. So I do like the whole thing. And I honestly don't feel like my skincare routine is done without my fragrance, which again, I know is silly. I'm not spraying the fragrance onto my face. (laughs) No, no, no. We talk about dish soap in our what's on your face segment. So please, fragrance makes much more sense. (laughs) Yes. And by the way, Jordan, we're not putting dish soap on our face. Just clarifying. No, we're not. (laughs) It's basically our time to like shout out any product that we're loving. I wanted to tell you though, I didn't even know you had a pimple. So that's the bonus of doing this not in person. (laughs) Totally came out of nowhere. I mean, it's sort of like life, but went out on Saturday just for a casual dinner, woke up Sunday and I was like, what is this? And it's one that's like, it's really there. It doesn't want to give up. Yeah. It's a fighter. It's a fighter. (laughs) Love it. Love it. We all know those very well. All of your products are named in alignment with your experience as a professional ballet dancer. We've got the matinee cleanser, the performance cream. So we would love for you to just share like how ballet and performing is similar to being an esthetician and the world of skincare. So for me, it didn't naturally start out that the line was going to be inspired from my time at the ballet. However, the ballet is where I really learned my tips and tricks for the skin, because this is obnoxious to say, I have the opposite story of most people. I grew up with like no skin issues, could not wash my face, could not put moisturizer on, didn't really break out, was never on a prescription. It was a secondary thought to me. So while I was blessed when my skin went haywire, when I started performing and wearing stage makeup and removing it, I had no tools. I had no idea what the hell to do. I have the famous story of I would actually use, speaking of dish soap, the antibacterial hot pink bathroom soap to remove my makeup. (gasps) Those were my tools because I had no idea what I was doing. So skin went haywire, irritated, inflamed. And then I realized like it was going to probably be not irritated, but the amount of stage makeup, putting on, removing it, putting on, removing it, you know, two shows a day, sometimes 10 shows a week. And that's when I learned that the ballerinas were like taking really good, proper care, proper makeup removal, cleansing without stripping, exfoliating, but not aggressively, moisturizing. And then I moved to the treatment room, retired from the ballet, became an esthetician. And the first thing I noticed, even the first day, it was my first six clients in a facial room in a spa, same issues, really depleted barrier, irritation, inflammation. And that was back in 2010. And that is also where I find really the at-home acids and the -the over-the-counter retinols really started to take over. And so there is a correlation. Like exercising too, you're not going to just all of a sudden start right out of the gate running 10 miles when you've never ran one. And if you do that with your skin, you're going to be paying the price. And so I like slow and steady constantly. I like it in the treatment room and I also like it with at-home care. And that's also what I learned from the ballet dancers and ballerinas who were helping me when they saw like stupid over there washing with like hot pink antibacterial soap. 
so that's truly like how the combination happened was just learning from them, seeing that like you can treat the skin gently, slowly, steadily, and you will win the race. It really is a tortoise and hare scenario, but that's something that we've set up with the products. I've set people up with at home care and I set people up in the treatment room. So then would you say that your brand, you created it as a means to basically be a solution for the people who have overwhelmed their skin with too many products? Like what was your brand mission when you launched? Yes, that and to sort of do no harm in the first place. So I try to create a barrier to entry for some products, like even with our retinol treatment oil, it is extremely gentle. So the chances of even overdoing it, it can happen, but are going to be slim to none. We are also coming out with an exfoliating mask that's obviously helpful because not everybody has the time to do a mask. It's weird to say I want those barriers to entry, but I want people to not overdo it. And separately, I want them to be on these really great staples, really great cleanser, really great moisturizer, hydrating serums, antioxidant serums, still active, still using peptides, still using retinol, still using acids, but not overdoing it. Besides genetic and hormonal and other components to barrier function, user error is the next top thing. And so we're trying to take the confusion out and have people not have user error and be able to use these really great products regularly and not have to worry about, can I mix this with that? Can I not do this? It's become so overwhelming. Yeah. I say this as a compliment. I feel like you're like gatekeeper-y when other brands are kind of like, be, be your own cosmetic chemist and like mix and match your own, you know, whatever. You're like, absolutely not. Like, we're going to make this a little bit more difficult for you if you actually <laughs> want to use it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you actually have to put in the work to want to use some of these more sophisticated products, right? I feel like everybody should be that way. This whole new trend of let's put the cosmetic chemistry in your own hands. I'm like, I don't trust most people to do that. <laughs> No. And you also have to know the rules to break the rules. And that's something that we're really trying to set up of like, know these rules. Mm. Yes, because not everybody's going to be the same, but you can't start right out of the gate breaking the rules. You do have to truly know. And again, silly to maybe say the rules, but yeah, we hear you. Yeah. It can get a little complicated and people layering, you know, a really high percentage acid with a really strong vitamin A product and then not wearing sunscreen or not like having that tapped in. And so it just becomes, you know, it's a very slippery slope very quickly. I'm like triggered by everything that you're like layering. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like my skin is already burning just by you saying that. Sarah, like what was something that you did before you became like full-time beauty editor that you look back on? You're like, how in the world did I think that was okay to do to my skin? I think the over exfoliating like 100%, like I was using so many masks, scrubs, acids, just like, you know, overdoing it at like mid late 20s. Like, why was I doing that? I didn't need to either. Because it was like also during the time, to Jordan's point where like the industry was like really trying to sell and market those products. What about you, Curbs? I mean, I was using a Clarisonic brush with my gold fat and MD scrub <laughs> on top. There you go. Twice a day. Okay. Like if I did not exfoliate in the shower morning and evening, I was like, oh no, my skin is going to be really bad. And then on top of that, I was putting like Vaseline on top, which I love Vaseline. It's not Vaseline's fault, but when you're like destroying your barrier and then just slapping something like that on top, no wonder my skin was like, what the fuck is going on? That's actually an excellent point. And that's where we're trying to create these great set of core products for people because it's becoming this pendulum swing of like, 
25% AHA used regularly. Oh my God, now we need to put the richest thing on and then, you know, occlude it with Vaseline. All great things, all great products, but you need to have a happy middle somewhere. Totally. Everything in moderation, including moderation is sort of our goal. But I see that a lot is where people just think that they can go from one end to the other and not sort of follow through with the in-between. You know, I learned too recently, Dr. Dennis Gross actually did some clinical research and I hosted a masterclass with him. I didn't realize this, but the reason why everybody loves those pads is because there's a two-step. There's like the actual like exfoliant and then there's a neutralizer that you put on two minutes afterwards. And I never really thought twice about it. I was just like, okay, yeah, it's like a two-step peel, whatever. But that neutralizer is incredibly important. They're meant to be daily, right? And usually I'm like, never use an exfoliant daily, but because you're neutralizing it, they found like after 12 weeks that like your collagen is actually more built up in the skin afterwards. Like there are so many different things that help with like water loss as well, which I was kind of like shook by, but he was hammering home. He's like, this is not something that I would tell anybody else to do with like a different exfoliating product. Like you have to neutralize it. And I know like, especially you, Jordan, like being an esthetician, like when you were working on people, did you do like normal peels? Like, would you say like neutralization is a really important part of peels? Yes, except for the fact that I honestly, right out of the gate, would see people be inflamed. So while we were doing peels, we were doing very superficial peels. Uh Uh-huh. And I would neutralize, of course, but the further on I got in my career, the less peels I was doing because it was about skin maintenance and skin barrier. And of course, there were clients that did come in specifically for a peel. I didn't go beyond medium depth, obviously, but neutralization is very important. It's an important step in peels in the treatment room. It's something that we practice regularly. It's just a whole different ballgame. And that's why when I started seeing these at-home exfoliating products, start to build momentum. And I do want to clarify, they're not bad. People get into the habit of a little is good, so a lot must be better. And it could not be for most of them further from the truth. Yeah. Everyone wants to see fast results and then end up burning their skin, unfortunately. So that leads us to our next question. I'm sure a lot of people come to see you or came to see you and now come to your line because they want to take care of their skin barrier. As Kirby said, you are an expert in this. And your latest launch, the Moisture Recovery Cream, which I told you and I know Kirby knows is like extremely my jam. This is all about, you know, the skin barrier. But a lot of your products focus on like the balance and harmony of the skin barrier. So can you tell us a little bit more about the skin barrier? We know that it can help protect from all of the external threats but can you elaborate on like why it's so important that we take care of it? Absolutely. So skin barrier, put simply, is the brick and mortar concept is always used. I think it's the easiest one to use to describe it. If you think of your stratum corneum, your cornocytes, which is usually referred to as dead skin, which a lot of us in the industry don't love because people think dead skin, let's remove it because that's what you hear, even though they're doing a really important function, which they are part of your barrier process. So that combined with the mortar part, which has your cholesterol and your fatty acids and your ceramides, and that is creating this really great force that's keeping water in to an extent and keeping the bad stuff out. So keeping, you know, infection and bacteria and all of that at bay, keeping the skin healthy and strong and resilient, keeping the little corneocytes like really nice and tight and compact, giving you a really beautiful glow on the skin. So it's really important, you know, it's your protective shield. So it's really important just in terms of like day in, day out, dealing with, you know, allergens and pollutants and all those things. 
So we want it there and it has a function. The skin also does naturally, for lack of a better term, exfoliate itself. It's called desquamation. Mm -hmm. You know, the skin is turning itself over. So even if you're not doing it, it is still doing that. Of course, we want to encourage that process, especially as we get older. Those products help to also stimulate collagen to a certain extent, but we don't want to do it to where the skin just isn't able to like renew itself and have those beautiful compact corneocytes. And when you see that glow, it's usually a combination of people who have had a really great balance of exfoliating their skin, using maybe a vitamin A product, protecting it with SPF, replenishing it with ceramides and fatty acids and cholesterol and other peptides and other great humectants and emollients and occlusives. And it's sort of that perfect balance of these really tight, compact top cells on the skin, a really great mortar with your ceramides, your fatty acids, your cholesterol, and then just keeping it nice and smooth and beautiful. However, we tend to go the other route because we maybe do an exfoliant and we've never had a, an acid, you know, a lot of people were used to scrubs and then acids started becoming big and people were like, Oh my God, my skin's amazing. But then they didn't follow it up with, you know, correct products, correct steps and the day in day out and protecting with sunscreen. So the barrier, it is your defense mechanism is really important. And so, so many of the concerns that I deal with, whether it's at an event and I'm talking to somebody, whether it's in the treatment room, whether it's over a Zoom for the past two years, it always comes back to some sort of a compromise barrier concern or issue, whether it's breakouts or rash, discoloration, peeling skin, uh, those little fine lines, which is surface dehydration. The skin's not able to really hold on to the water. I mean, the list goes on and on, but so many concerns come back to that. So then, okay, you kind of touched on this, but what does a broken, for lack of better words, skin barrier present itself as? Is it the, is it like, oh, my skin is super dehydrated or like, I look like I have dermatitis. Like, what does that present as? This is where it can get a little annoying because your barrier can be in the process of breaking down and you don't really know it until it's too late. And that's sort of the unfortunate thing. So when it gets too far, you might experience things like in certain skin tones, you'll have redness In others. It, it might feel hot. You know, the heat that's in the skin, there's those surface dehydration lines, a dermatitis look. So a lot of people think they have breakouts and it's more of a rashy reaction type look. Again, it's from all those pollutants and allergens and bacteria invading the skin and, and the barrier is not strong enough to keep it out. It can be flakiness. It can be tightness. Tightness is going to be something you're probably going to experience early on. And you might, you know, pass it off as, oh, I'm just feeling dry today. I'm just feeling, you know, dehydrated today. And it could be a sense that you're maybe pushing it with your barrier and, you know, maybe get it in check then before you go too far. Okay. So when your skin barrier is aggravated or compromised, what should we be avoiding? And what products or ingredients in products should we be using? So when you really get to that place where it's almost hurting to splash your face with water, three products, gentle cleanser, great moisturizer, and great SPF that works for your skin. No actives and truly no actives. Again, the process, the skin is still going to desquamate. It's still going to turn over those skin cells. No need to worry about that. 
love fragrance, obviously. A lot of our products are fragrance-free. We're certainly not anti-fragrance. But in this instance, this is where I really recommend somebody probably go for a fragrance-free cleanser, a fragrance-free moisturizer. It's just going to be another level of protection. Been better safe than sorry. This is the one instance where I really feel like I would put my foot down and say, actually, you know what, with this right now, with your barrier being compromised, let's let the fragrance go for a second. But a fan of fragrance. So gentle cleansing, nothing stripping, nothing too foamy. If you're cleansing and still feeling tight afterwards, get a more nourishing cleanser. No washcloths, no friction. You could do something like an event thermal water, obviously, and then on slightly damp skin, apply your moisturizer and then apply an SPF. Obviously, different SPFs work for different people, whether it's you know a physical sunscreen or a chemical sunscreen. I obviously prefer the EU, but keep it really, really simple. And the thing is that damage has been going on for probably weeks and months and even longer, it can take a while to get your barrier back. And, and a mistake I see a lot is where people will do this for one week, their skin will feel good, they jump right back into a high percentage acid, and they're right back to square one. If you think you've gotten to the end of your barrier maintenance, barrier health phase, push it another week, push it another two weeks, just because I do feel like that's the number one mistake I see after somebody has compromised their skin barrier. So you would recommend at least like four to six weeks, maybe longer. And like, can you tell us like, what should we be looking for to know that like our skin barrier is on its way to, you know, a healthy, normal state? There's certainly things to look for. I think you just know. Dr. Renella Hirsch says this all the time, and it's a skin you're not thinking about. So it's not going to feel hot to you. It's not going to feel tight. It's not going to feel itchy. You know, things that maybe before you were like thinking of, you're not really going to be thinking of it. Um, obviously, ideally in certain skin tones, redness will go down. The feeling of heat in the skin should go down. You should really start to notice a nice glow. I use exfoliation with this, but there's textural issues that break out like over here. And then you have like happy skin and then you have over exfoliated skin, which has texture and breakout issues. So like on either end of the spectrum, one is from like not doing a proper skincare routine, not exfoliating, not cleansing. And the other is from doing too much. And it's really that annoying, but they're going to present the same. So again, you're going to look for that beautiful skin's holding on to moisture. You don't feel like you're constantly needing to reapply your moisturizer. Your skin isn't burning. It's not tight. You feel a little bit more comfortable, but what Rodella says, I always go back to, you're just not thinking about it. When you say actives, can you explain what you mean by that? Is that just exfoliants? Does that include a hyaluronic acid? I think a lot of people think that, you know, they hear acid and they freak out. So like, what types of ingredients do you think that we should be looking for? You know, that's a great question because I also need to be careful with when I say that, because I think a lot of people lump a lot of things into actives you know, like there's peptides that are amazing for, you know, redness reduction in certain skin tones, holding water in the skin. So I would say those are great if they're in your moisturizer, but I do consider them actives. So for me, your acids, obviously your alpha hydroxy acids, your beta hydroxy acids, any type of physical scrub, um, a vitamin A product, a high percentage vitamin C product, hyaluronic acid, okay, sodium hyaluronate, okay. I'm a fan of a larger molecular weight, especially in this instance where you're really going to work on that surface dehydration. But Bland moisturizers, but bland moisturizers don't have to be boring moisturizers. So getting that good component of your emollients and your humectants and your occlusives, whether that's uh, your squalane, your glycerin, sodium hyaluronate, aloe, other plant oils, you know, petrolatum, mineral oil in some instances, certain emulsifiers, shea butter, depending on certain skin types. So those are things you're going to look for. But yeah, acids, vitamin C, 
vitamin A, harsh scrubs, any type of friction, any type of ingredient that's either speeding up your cell turnover or removing your corneocytes off the surface, that's going to be something that you want to avoid. Awesome. Okay. I know that this is hard to generalize, but, and this may be similar to having a broken skin barrier, but as an expert, can you walk us through your skincare choreography, as you call it? Like when a client talks to you, what are you telling them? Okay, this is what you should be doing daily, AM and PM. And then here are some things to incorporate throughout the week. Essentially, this is your ideal skincare routine. Part of the skincare choreography too, is some clients will come in and I'll have them on three products plus an SPF. Others might be on five products plus an SPF or, you know, and then one peppered in morning time cleanse. This has become, I feel like the million dollar question to cleanse in the morning or not to cleanse in the morning. But for me is like, how do you feel? There's many times during the year where I don't cleanse. And by saying that I'm still rinsing with water, I'm so, you know, there's the process of removal. It's just not using a cleanser. Totally. I do think probably more people need to cleanse in the morning than not, but it just depends on the product you're using. So cleanse, I say antioxidant serum. I say antioxidant serum because I'm somebody that's very surface uh, sensitive to vitamin C. So I love a mixture of, you know, things like resveratrol and green tea extract, but any antioxidant and then either a moisturizer and SPF or just a moisturizing SPF. Of course, the thing with that is some people find if you're using a, a two in one that you're not using enough, um, which is why some people go the route of doing a separate moisturizer and SPF. But that's a really like straightforward, easy, no muss, no fuss. You're targeting everything there, cleanse, antioxidant, moisturizer, SPF in the morning. You could obviously take that antioxidant out and just have cleanse, moisturize, SPF, especially if your barrier is a little compromised. Evening, I'm a fan of the double cleanse, especially if you're wearing makeup and or you're uh, applying appropriate amount of SPF. I don't always double cleanse, so I am a fan of it, but I don't always, you know, if there's a day where I've just had one application of SPF, but double cleanse. I'll start with like a basic and then we'll add in the other things for the week. So then I would go right to maybe a hydrating serum and a great moisturizer, like our moisture recovery cream and an eye product of some sort, which could obviously also be worn in the day. You're going to have your acids. You're going to have your vitamin A product, whatever that is. That can be however it suits you. There are clients I know that can consistently be on a leave on acid three, four times a week, comfortably, no side effects, super healthy barrier. Again, I'm talking something, I'm not talking like a 25% at home peel, but something, you know, nice and gentle and mild, or potentially doing something like Joanna Vargas's exfoliating mask where you're not leaving it on. You know, you do it as a treat once or twice a week, and that's your sort of exfoliating treatment. And then depending, getting a vitamin A product in there. All of those things for me, check every single box. Your routine can absolutely be much more simpler than that, but that just for generalizing you have your antioxidants in there, you have your vitamin A, you have your exfoliation, you have your cleansing, you have your sun protection, you have your moisturizer, and you have your eye product if needed. So those are that to me is sort of getting everything in there. Of course, there's other fun things you can add in if you feel like it, if you want to, but for the basis of a really good solid routine, that's it. Jordan, can I ask you what's in your hydrate facial serum? Because my skin really loves it. Oh, yay. So it's a combination of, I wanted to do like a, a plethora of humectants. So it's aloe, it's glycerin, it's large molecular weight sodium hyaluronate, cucumber, hexapeptide, which also binds water to the skin, and gluconolactone. Oh, I love this ingredient. And so people know it most as a polyhydroxy acid, a really gentle exfoliant. However, the pH of this product and how it's used, it's used as a humectant and 
it enhances the preservative system. But it is in there as another like basis for use as a humectant. But yeah, hydrate facial serum is all about getting the water into the skin in a really dense, defined way. You obviously have a lot of those humectants in your moisturizer already. However, this is for somebody who maybe they indulge in hot showers like I do, and I can't help it. Especially like in the middle of winter, like I'm really going to indulge. So that's that's for us um, going to the desert, you know, having to be dry air, long haul flights, which we'll hopefully be getting back to at some point and the hell knows when. But that, that's why it's <laughs> meant to um, really, really get and hold the water to the skin. And yeah, that's one of our best selling products. So thank you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Okay, wait. So I love your body oil. Is the scrub gone or is that under Italian collection? It's not gone permanently. We wanted to create a easier usage instead of the glass jar, which I know some people loved, but we did want it to make it a little bit more user-friendly. We have two American manufacturers and labs that we work with, and we've just added an Italian one, and we would love to get those products obviously manufactured in Italy as well. So that's going to be part of that process. Okay, because I was going to say, I, I freaking love that scrub. My favorite Jordan product is the gel cleanser. If you guys are like tired of your cleansers, like running through your fingers, try a gel cleanser, but try Jordan's. Honestly, I enjoy cleansing my face with it. I think it's great. And I travel with both cleansers, the mini sizes, by the way, they're fabulous. I did want to ask one question. Oh, this is actually piggybacking off of Sarah's, the serum. Can you make that serum for the body? I know that's probably a really tall order, but like, I feel like that would look so sexy on the spot. Absolutely. <laughs> we have a four ounce size of it and a lot of people use it on their body. And then a lot of people actually use our hydrate mist as a body mist and put the body oil over it. And it's the most bougie, indulgent thing. But when you do it, you're like, oh, I get it now. Like, because it really, then your body skin's actually feeling like your facial skin. I'm just going to start like slathering it all over. Normalize that. Normalize using the skincare for the body. It's all skin, right? Treat yourself, everyone. Martha Stewart used to say that. And I was like, of course, yes, you can do that, Martha. But yeah. not all of us can. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's it's helpful that I make these products. So yes, like, but it's true. Okay, Jordan, let's hit the slow burn round. You ready? I know this is like picking a child. What's your favorite ingredient to use? This is an easy question, but it's a general answer. For me, it's peptides, basically because of everything we talked about today. And I understand that the research is not 100% solid, but because I am somebody that is sensitive, I am very sensitive to vitamin C, retinol is touch and go for me, acids are great, but usually not in leave-on. And I, I really want to have some of those things of redness reduction for my skin and holding water and potentially maybe really helping to like have that great cell communicator ingredient going on. So peptides. And I, I hope that there's more research done in the future where we really can see what they do, but it's been something that I love using. I love using them in all of my friends' products that have them in my personal products, but I think it's a great ingredient for people that are sensitive to those other gold standards out there. Okay. What is the best account on TikTok? If you have one that's not on beauty related, share that too. <laughs> For me, it is actually the first one I'm going to say is not beauty related. And I, I'm Italian American. And I think it's called Sarah. And oh my God, what is his name? She basically does things in front of her Italian, I believe, husband um, to piss him off, like break the spaghetti before she puts it in the pot and he loses his mind over it. And he's, you know, Italian and has like a really thick accent. So that I just love. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not like the most savvy on TikTok in terms of beauty, but like Charlotte, of course, what's on V's face, 
Glow by Ramon. Like they're all just like wonderful people. Glow by Ramon started following me on TikTok and I was like shook. I was like, oh my God, you started following me. Thanks, boo. Love it. <laughs> I feel like that question, I'll just have a follow-up in like 10 months once I like get more into the TikTok vibe. Oh no, it's okay, Jordan. I'm the same. Don't worry. <laughs> But Jordan, you've been trying. I've been seeing your content on TikTok. Like you're getting into it. So our social media manager, Nikki, is amazing. She's responsible for it. But she gives me, she'll, she's like, please film yourself doing X. And I'm like, what is this going to be? <laughs> great. great. <laughs> well, it's working. It's working. You're doing great. Yeah, thank you. Okay, this is going to be easy, I think, for you. What's the worst social media skincare advice that you've heard? I feel like this could be like the last three months, the last six months. Like you could just go through like all of the bad skincare advice. My God, it's going to come back to sort of what we talked about today too. But some of it is really, I think when it's very black and white, where it's saying that like you absolutely, it's a waste of time to use an over-the-counter retinol. It's not necessarily the worst advice I've heard, but I really feel like it gets people into the slippery slope that we've already talked about. And some people just cannot get on with prescriptions. They just can't, you know, the other thing is also besides SPF creating this sort of sense of these gold standard products, because again, not everybody can get on with them. And I see so many people just try left, right, and center to get on with the vitamin C product, to get on with an acid, to get on with something that they don't need in their routine. And they're doing more harm than good by doing that. So those things, but the one that sticks out, and I don't know if this was necessarily advice, I think it was, and this was back at the beginning of the pandemic, Jeremy Angelo posted it. And it was somebody who took the ordinary peel, which fine, but they put it in the like thing that turns it into like a sheet mask, like a gelatinous like oh. sheet mask and like put that on like that and just like left. And I'm like, you do not need to be taking these 25% peels and putting it into this sheet mask that you're just, just going to leave on your face forever and ever and ever. And like, yeah, so stuff like that. It's the hacks. I'm not a fan of the hacks. Like, Especially when not done by experts. Yeah. You know, the hack is have a really straightforward core routine. That's the hack. The hacks gets me. So that was a lot. I know you asked for like one, but. Hack has lost its meaning. The definition has changed on social. <laughs> it's no longer a hack. It's like, honestly, five minute crafts or whatever the hell it's called. I think that they are trolling people who do hacks because they're like, we're going to take the most absurd thing and make it 10 times harder and call it a hack. I mean, they're hilarious to watch because they're just so effing bonkers. But I'm like, no, this account's trolling everyone. They know people will watch it. They know people will comment and be outraged. And like, they're not even doing anything. It's not even a hack. It's not even a hack. This could be difficult. We know, obviously, your products are amazing. But is there a product that isn't yours that has completely changed your life? Yeah, it's the one product where I'm ever asked if like, if I could have created one product myself, what would it have been? And for me, it's, I believe it's now called Peptide K8. It used to be called Deep Tissue Repair. It's now Kate's Unreal Peptide K8. It's for my skin, the perfect texture. It smells amazing. It feels amazing. Again, as somebody who is sensitive, it has a combination of ceramides and peptides. I mean, I think it was one of the first moisturizers she brought out. Like it would have been maybe 2008, 2009. And I, I, I just love it. It's to me, it like it checks every box. It is expensive, but besides that, it checks every box. We do love Kate on this pod. Yeah, we love her. Jordan, okay, this was absolutely fabulous. Thank you for breaking all of this down for our listeners. And even us, I learned a lot. And I feel like uh, everybody's going to go away and have a great core routine and they won't destroy their skin barrier. We have some good news too, okay? So we have two fun things going on with Jordan. A, we are doing a giveaway on our Instagram. 
So you need to be following us on Gloss Angeles Pod on Instagram. And what you're going to win is Jordan is very graciously offering his time to consult with one of you, help you build a skin your care routine, and then you will be gifted the products that Jordan selects for you. So you're not only going to get the products, you're not going to have to worry about how to use them because Jordan is going to walk through all of your skin issues and consult with you online. So Jordan, thank you so much for so graciously offering that. Can we enter to win, Kirby? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And then we also have a code. So if you use our code, which will be Gloss Angeles on Jordan's website, which you can use. We're going to put it in our shop, our shelf. You'll get 15% off of your order. So again, another very generous offer from Jordan, but we want as many of you to be able to try his products. We think they're incredible. You know, we don't have anybody on this podcast that we don't co-sign 100%. So we want to share the wealth. So Jordan, thank you so much for doing this for our listeners. Where can everybody find you and support you? jordansamuelskin.com or coltbeauty.co.uk. But we do know I'll ship globally from our website as well. So both options. And then where can we follow you on the socials? Jordan Samuel Skin on Instagram, Jordan Samuel on Twitter, Jordan Samuel Skin on TikTok, and Jordan Samuel Skin on Facebook, obviously. All right, that's it. Thank you everyone for listening. We will be back on Tuesday with the week's most buzzy beauty news. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 